Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, world. My name is Reverend Adrian L. Robinson II, a.k.a. Rev. Rob, a.k.a. Pastor Rob, a.k.a. I don't care what you call me. I don't care about titles. Just call me a child of God, amen? And this is Deeper in the Word, the show where we give you the real about Scripture with people who actually know and understand it so that you can get a better grasp of what certain things in the Bible mean and how they relate to your life and experience and how you can apply something that was written so long ago to what you are going through right now. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing this week? I'm so glad that y'all could be here. I'm so glad we've had this time together. I'm really happy to hear uh, to see y'all this week or to be with y'all this week. Um, it's been a good week. Um, we found out some really great information about this ministry, this little old ministry called Benevolent Faith Ministries that we're uh, promulgating to the world. First and foremost, um, shout out to the 145,000 people that we reached last week. 145,000 people, y'all. That's huge. Hallelujah for that. Secondly, we're very grateful to Feedspot. Feedspot is an organization that monitors and tracks activity on the internet. And a panel from Feedspot recently voted deeper in the word as one of the top 80 podcasts on the internet for Christian doctrine. Isn't that amazing? Top, we were actually number 19, in fact. And I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this because this ministry started out very small and grassroots. And over the years, God has grown it. Why? Because of diligence. Let it be a lesson to you, my friends. Anytime God gives you an assignment, see it through to the end. Just because it doesn't look at times like, oh, this ain't doing nothing, it's not going anywhere. If God sent you, trust me, it's going to go somewhere. And we're living proof. So we want to thank everybody all around the world who tunes in, who supports us, on BFTV, BMC Radio, who comes to our Tuesday night service, who watches Walk in the Word, everybody that supports everything we're doing. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And all glory goes to God. Amen? But listen, y'all didn't come here to hear me wax poetic about what's going on with us. Y'all came to get the word, right? And that's exactly what you're going to get in this week's episode, my friends, which we have entitled Real from the Fake. Real from the fake. And today, y'all, today we want to talk about something that's very important to me. And really, something that should be very important to y'all out there as well. And that's the topic of biblical preaching and teaching. Now, hold on, because I know somebody out there went, oh my gosh, I don't want to hear this. Listen, before I completely lose y'all, understand that we're going to be examining this topic from a slightly different perspective and not a boring one because the reality is there are far too many so-called preachers out here who are teaching a false gospel or a wrong theology or generally just leading people astray with their with their interpretation of scripture they're not reading scripture on his face they're giving you their interpretation of, of it listen we originally wanted to call this episode how to be a real preacher. But I didn't want the illusion to be that I was somehow saying that I was an authority on the subject because I was a real preacher, you know? And if you know anybody that knows me, 
you know that the last thing you'll ever associate with my name is arrogance or me thinking I'm better than anybody else or smarter than anybody else. That's that's just not how I get down. That wasn't how I was raised. Because had we entitled the show that, how to be a real preacher, you know what would have happened? Invariably, somebody would have came at me like, well, you ain't perfect, Rev Rob. You ain't all-knowing. So then how are you qualified to tell us what a real preacher is then? So that's why we instead settled on the title, Real from the Fake. See, it's an old school phrase. That means separate what is authentic and true from what is false, phony, and fraudulent. Because you got to do that in today's age, y'all. It's a lot of fake stuff out here that you got to be able to discern from the real stuff. And right now, I'm not even talking about the Bible. I mean, let's just keep it funky. If you're in the shoes, if you're in the buying shoes, you got to be able to discern fake Jordans from real ones. Because a lot of people walking around wearing fake Jordans and they think they got it popping, not knowing that those shoes are not real Jordans. You have to know how to spot the fakes. And you got to know how to spot fake photos and videos from real ones. Why? Because of computer technology and AI, which allows people to manipulate pictures and photos, Photoshop, things like that. You know, what about that filter that women use on their face on Instagram to make it look like they're all made up and glammed up when they're not? Separate the real from the fake. You got to separate fake food from real food. It's a lot of food out here. This fast food, a lot of this stuff is not good for you. And it's not really nutritious and it's really not food food to be consumed. It's fake food. Well, you know what? It's the same way in the faith community, y'all. We got to learn to separate what's authentic and truly from God from everything else. And that's worldly and of Satan. And therefore, it's to our detriment. We don't need that stuff. And friends, that is exactly what the Apostle Paul is doing in the text we're looking at in this episode, which is taken from the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. I'm going to read this in the New Living Translation version because that's my favorite version. And the word of the Lord reads as follows. When I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan. For I decided that while I was with you, I would forget everything except Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. I came to you in weakness, timid and trembling, and my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this so you would not trust in human wisdom, but in the power of God. May the Lord had a blessing to the reading and the hearings of his word. Say to God, that text right there, what we just read, 1 Corinthians 2, 1 to 5, that contains the biblical standard for all of our preaching. I mean, let's face it. People today think that preaching is just as foolish as they thought it was in Paul's day. I mean, don't take my word for it. Listen to Paul himself. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18a. The message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. I mean, is that not still applicable today? Don't people today think that what we believe in, that what gets preached every Sunday in churches worldwide is foolish? Don't they clown us for believing what we believe and doing the things we do? Don't they call us dumb? Many people in this day and age, in other words, those lost in the world, 
believe that preaching is outdated. They think it's outlived its usefulness. Now, a lot of that has to do with pastors not being men of God. You know, your pre what you say is not going to resonate with people when they look at your life and you live in trifling. It don't matter what you're saying. They're like, I don't care what he's saying, especially if he's talking a word because he's not living that way. So, and a lot of preachers are doing that. So that's one of the reasons why people think preaching has outlived its usefulness. But what's even sadder is that these days, there's even people inside the church who feel this way. You know, instead of seeing good old fashioned biblical preaching that convicts you, they just want to be entertained in the church. They don't want to hear any good preaching. They just want to come to church and feel good. Just like it says in scripture, they want to have their ears tickled. They want to hear what they want to hear. And there's more than enough preachers willing to accommodate that because as long as they paying, I say whatever they say. I'm, I'm sorry, that's just the truth of the matter. Furthermore, preaching has been diluted by the lack of quality in people calling themselves preachers, like I just said. They don't preach the unadulterated word of God, and worse yet, they live lives opposite of how the word tells all of us to live. And see, these are all the type of things that preclude other people from wanting to become believers. But according to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18b, remember, we just read 18a. Now let's read 18b. But who, but we who are being saved know that it is the very power of God. Paul's telling us that preaching his word is God's chosen means to bring the lost to Jesus. Preaching his word. He's making it clear to the church at Corinth that they should learn how to separate the real from the fake. When it came to all the so-called preachers and teachers that were running rampant in the city and frankly, inside the church. Friends, good, solid, biblical preaching and teaching is paramount for the growth of every believer. Therefore, somebody has to be the one to give the people good, solid, biblical preaching and teaching. It's paramount. So somebody got to do it. And it has to be us. Romans 10, verse 14. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless somebody tells them? That's us. We got to be the ones that go out and tell a lost world about the good news of the gospel. But we got to know what we're saying when we go tell them. We can't misrepresent it. Well, how do we know? Look at Romans 10, verse 17. So faith comes from hearing, that is hearing the good news about Christ. When people ask, well, why do you believe? Because I heard the good news. Then you're able to tell them the good news. Since preaching is so important to what God is doing in the world today, anybody who calls themselves a preacher needs to consider their own preaching. And anybody who is led by a preacher in their church needs to give consideration to that preaching as well. Because in both instances, there needs to be an assurance that the preaching fits the biblical pattern for preaching. In other words, it's got to be biblical preaching. It can't be this person saying whatever they want based on how they feel. That's not preaching the word of God. That's preaching whatever you want. And while many texts in the New Testament deal with the preacher 
and his message and his preaching. The text we're looking at today lays out God's pattern for true New Testament preaching. In other words, this passage helps us to know how to discern and separate the real from the fake. And here's the first thought we got to consider when separating the real from the fake, y'all. And that's that there are some things we have to avoid in our preaching. There's some stuff we got to avoid in our preaching. And I'm right out of the text. Verses 1 and verse 4 of our text tell us that one of those things to avoid is stirring oratory. Stirring oratory. Y'all like, what the heck is that? Stir? What, you take a spoon and get... No. Paul tells the Corinthians that he did not come to them with, quote, lofty words and impressive wisdom. The word lofty refers to, quote, something that is elevated. In other words, Paul saying, I didn't come to y'all with all this grandiose, flowery speech that's designed to tickle your ears, to get your attention. In verse four, Paul talks about not having used persuasive speeches. He's saying that his preaching wasn't designed to coerce men into making a decision. He's like, it's not a debate class. Paul knew that souls are saved not by our persuasive preaching, but by the grace of God alone. Because God is the only one that can draw the lost to himself. It's the power of the gospel that convicts and converts the heart of the listener. It's not the skill of the preacher that does that. You understand what I'm saying? Listen, there's nothing wrong with having a good vocabulary, all right? But when the message gets lost, in what you're saying, you've missed the point completely. When the language becomes so wordy and long-winded and the rhetoric gets so pretentious that it's hard to decipher, it's pretty obvious that the preacher has lost his desire to feed the sheep. And he's more interested in showing y'all, oh, look how smart I am. You understand what I'm saying? He doesn't care about people being saved as much as he cares about how he looks and sounds while preaching. Ooh, let me flaunt my intellect. So yeah. Preachers should learn words and love words. Words are our friends. Because words are the tools of our trade, okay? The same way that a carpenter uses the saw, the hammer, and the ruler to build his creations, the preacher uses nouns, verbs, propositions, and adjectives to build his creations or his sermons. Just don't make that what defines you as a preacher. What defines me as a preacher is how well I preach and all the words. Are... No, it's not. It's not what defines you. Because here's the truth. Real intelligence has the ability to make the profound sound simple. True brilliance does not flaunt its abilities. True brilliance simplifies what's difficult so that everybody can understand. In other words, a really good preacher knows how to make it plain. He's not trying to impress people with big words. He's trying to get them to understand what he's saying. And he may have to, quote, dumb it down a bit to get them to understand that. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong also with using expressive language to describe the glorious truths that we find in the Word of God. But the language should never overshadow the message. The messenger should not be more important than the message itself. Amen? So that's the first thing to avoid, stirring oratory. Here's the next thing to avoid. And that's human wisdom. See, the Greeks were famous for their love of philosophy. They sought out men who would give them new theories and new thoughts. They loved to hear a new theory. Well, let us th discuss that and think about that. That's what Paul did in Athens when he was there. 
He took advantage of that and preached the gospel. So it's not too much to say that the Greeks had elevated human wisdom and philosophical thought to the status of a religion. Like they literally worshiped knowledge. Saying to God, the call to preach is not a call to express our opinions or to give the congregation a weekly rundown on what we think about this issue or that issue. No, the call to preach is not an invitation to make the pulpit our personal platform and enforce our personal standards on our congregations. No, the call to preach is the call to open the word of God and declare all these timeless truths that are contained within it to people who desperately need to hear from the Lord. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 and 2 puts it this way. I solemnly urge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom. Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. That's another thing, y'all. It says, be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. That means you always need to be ready to preach the word. You never can tell. You might be going to a church just to hear the word. The preacher gets sick. They know that you preach. And like, do you have a word ready that you can preach today? You better have that word ready. That's what that's saying. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. The call to preach is the call to declare the gospel, period. 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4 puts it this way. I passed on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the scriptures said. He was buried and was, he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scriptures said. Paul, like, this ain't coming from me, yo. The scripture, the word of God told y'all this. Okay? And it was passed on to me, and I'm going to pass it on to y'all. And y'all need to pass it on to the next person, etc., etc. Y'all, we don't go to church to hear the pastor's opinions about politics, about psychology, about economics, even about religion. We go to hear a word from the Lord through the preacher. We don't go to hear the preacher. We go to hear from God through the preacher. God's word edifies and it unifies. Conversely, human opinions confuse and divide. Think about it. How many times have you seen something on social media? It's like, I don't agree with that. And now you're on the opposite side of that person. How many times have you seen on social media where people unnecessarily come in and start name calling and all this stuff? Why? Because they don't agree with someone else's opinion. That's why Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 13, until I get there, focus on reading the scriptures to the church, encouraging the believers and teaching them. Saints of God, the world doesn't need our opinions. The world needs to hear about Jesus Christ, especially in this day and age. They need to hear it. They don't need philosophical thought. They don't need a dissertation on current events. They need to hear the plain, simple word of God, period. Because if that kind of preaching was good enough for Paul, then it for sure should be good enough for us. Amen? So we've seen so far that there's some things we got to avoid in our preaching. So what else do we need to do with our preaching so that God is being pleased and glorified from the pulpit and not misrepresented? Well, we're going to get into all that, my friends, after we come back from the break. Hi. 
Hi, I am Dr. Maria Manjapani, licensed Christian counselor, and I would like to invite you to visit my YouTube channel where I publish videos on how to use the Bible to guide us in every situation in life. You can find me in Google or the YouTube app. Type D-R-A-M-A-R-I-A-M-A-N-G-I-A-P-A-N-E. Thank you and have a blessed day. What's up, y'all? This is Rev. Rob, and I'm inviting you to join us live for our weekly online services every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Pacific. All you have to do is log on at benevolentfaithministries.online.church, and it'll take you directly to the live worship session. Now, if you get there a bit early before service is started, stay and enjoy the fellowship with us and others through the chat system. You can even participate live and chat with our hosts during and throughout the service, as well as take notes and follow along in the Bible section we have available. And you can request prayer or even join Benevolent Faith Ministries itself. Remember, you can log on at benevolentfaithministries.online.church every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, and we can't wait for you to worship with us. Hey, y'all, this is Rev. Rob, and I am excited to announce our brand new relationship with the mobile app known as Wisdom App where you have, quote, conversations that matter. Y'all like Wisdom app, what's that? Well, Wisdom app is a new mobile app that gives you access to expert help when you need it most. When you download the app, it allows you to listen in real time and ask questions to experts in almost every area of life, from business and finance to fitness and fashion, from sports-based conversations to faith based dialogue. So check out Benevolent Faith's new chat platform on Wisdom App called Speak On It, the Believer's Q&A, where we welcome you to ask questions directly about things related to the Bible and faith in Christ. We'll drop the topic and you come and speak about it. Download the Wisdom App in the Apple and Android stores today and search for at Rev Rob at lowercase R-E-V-R-O-B and become part of our growing world community in Christ where everyone is invited to speak on it. Amen. Hope to see you there. Hey, hey, welcome back to Deeper in the Word. Deeper and deeper. Listen, as a reminder, you can subscribe and listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public Pocket Casts, Overcast, on Apple Podcasts, in the iTunes Store, on iHeartRadio, and on Amazon Music, and on BMC Radio, and BMC Radio On Demand. Also, don't forget to email us at info at benevolentfaithministries.org to send us your questions and comments for the show. And we want you to join us every Tuesday night at 7 Eastern, 6 Central, 4 Pacific for our online church services. Just go to benevolentfaithministries.online.church and create a screen nickname so you can chat along with us during the service. Also, y'all make sure y'all go check out BMC Radio, BMC Music TV, and BFTV. Y'all know how to find them. Just go to www.bmcradio.org.uk for the radio and then put in backslash BFTV for both of the TV stations. We greatly appreciate everybody that tunes in. And we promise y'all, we got some great stuff coming up on both BMC Radio and BFTV. So y'all stay tuned, amen? But today, 
Today's show is entitled The Real from the Fake. And we're discussing how preachers of the word and the believers who listen to them need to come with the real when it comes to delivering the word and not some variation of the word, which makes is that's what makes it false. So when it comes about the preachers of the word, they got to know how to separate the real from the fake by sticking to the word of God. And believers who listen to them need to know how to separate the real from the fake by knowing the word for themselves so that when they hear false doctrine, they can be like, ah, 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 the Bible's pretty clear about that. <laughs> Amen. And in our previous segment, we talked about some of the things we need to avoid in our preaching, such as stirring oratory and human wisdom. You know, flowery speech, people using big words and thinking that I'm going to use all these big words and that's going to impress the people. That don't impress the people. Okay. Preach the word. All right. That's what's going to impress the people. So let's look at the next thing. Let's examine how there are some things that we have to adopt in our preaching. Y'all, there's some stuff we got to adopt in our preaching. So yeah, we're supposed to avoid flowery speech, you know, using our big vocabulary unnecessarily. We're supposed to avoid human philosophies and persuasive techniques. But our preaching should flow from a power that is heavenly and not earthly. In verse 4, Paul says that while his preaching was lacking in what the world favored, it was done in, quote, the power of the Holy Spirit. In other words, Paul's saying that the reason he was successful when, by all human standards, he should have been a failure was because he operated in the power of the Holy Spirit. He was saying, this is all God. This ain't got nothing to do with me. He's empowering me to do this. So if you see me doing anything, it ain't me. It's, the, it's me and using, it's God's power working through me to do it. So even though he was educated, Paul didn't flaunt his education. I mean, y'all do know that Paul was the son of Pharisees, which he says in Acts chapter 23, verse 6. And Paul studied at the feet of Gamaliel, who was well regarded by the Jews as one of the most learned Jewish scholars and teachers of the law at that time. He even held, Gamaliel did, he even held a leading position in the Sanhedrin. He was like, at one point, the head of the Sanhedrin. So studying under him was a big deal. And it gave you a great pedigree. You know, it would be like the equivalent of, let's say, a basketball player saying, yeah, you know, I learned everything that I know about basketball and got all my skills from being up under Michael Jordan. It's similar to that. So Paul preached the simple truths of the gospel, the gospel of grace. And as a result, God saved souls and he built churches and he honored his word through Paul's work. Friends, if we're going to see any lasting eternal results from our ministries, we got to do it the way Paul did it. We got to forget about impressing the world with our speech. We got to forget about attracting the world or being acceptable to the world. Stop clout chasing as a pastor. We got to abandon every practical attempt to carry out the Lord's work in the power of the flesh and through our abilities and through our intellectual capacity. See, mankind thinks he's way, way more smarter than we actually are. Because if we really were as smart as we think we are, then we'd have figured out a whole bunch of stuff that's kind of rudimentary. You know, like how to love others, how not to 
commit heinous crimes, stuff like that. So no, we're not as smart as we think we are. What we need more than anything is to yield the control of our lives to the will of God. We should be filled with the spirit of God at all times. Ephesians 5.18, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Paul's like, you ain't got to drink. Just drink of the spirit. That'll get you as high as you need to be. And it's a godly high. When we yield ourselves to him, to God, to Christ, he will attend the preaching of the word of God with demonstrations of his power. When you surrender to God as a preacher and you say, Lord, use me, and then you preach the word, that's when souls get converted. Not when you get up there and like, Lord, let me look good today. That's not the goal. And that shouldn't be the goal of any preacher. We see, one reason that the power of God is not in so many church services is that people are so full of themselves that there's no room for the Holy Spirit to come in. You understand? People are so sure that they've got all the answers and the ability to make it happen. Not realizing that the reality is we're helpless and totally dependent upon the Lord and his power. He said, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Without me, you can do nothing. Saints of God, our preaching by itself ain't gonna save nobody. Our preaching by itself is not gonna change any lives, any lives at all. Our skill in presenting the gospel by itself means nothing when it comes to souls being saved. But when our preaching and our witnessing are carried out in the power of God, oh, that's a different story. And the results will be amazing. Y'all, when we come to the place where we acknowledge that we can't do the work of God, that we need his help, that he's got it and we don't, then yeah, when we do that, then we're on the road to doing the real work of God. Because that's in contrast that, oh, I got it. I can do it, God. I, watch this, God. Don't ever tell God, watch this. Okay? When we come to the place where we realize that we're helpless without him, that's when we're on the verge of experiencing real power in our ministries. When we realize that God and God alone can fill us with his power and work through us, that's the only time we can expect to accomplish anything of eternal value. See, Jesus and his gospel should be the centerpiece of every preaching of every preacher all around the world. Why? Because the saints feed on it and the sinner desperately needs to hear about it. The lost world needs to hear the good news because the gospel is encouraging and it's thrilling. And when you see people get converted, it's the most wonderful thing ever because the gospel is the only means of salvation for people who are lost. So preachers have to refuse to get caught up in the controversy. Refuse to get caught up in scandal. Don't let your church become divided over policy or any other stupid ideology. Don't let the senior saints in your church say, well, we need to do this. And because we're the majority tithe payers in this church, you should listen to us and nobody else. Mm-mm. Preachers can't get caught up in distractions and preachers can't be compromising. Well, I won't preach about this, but I will preach about this because people want to hear that. Don't do that. Instead, get caught up in Jesus 
and his glorious gospel and preach it in the demonstration of the spirit and power. That's the kind of preaching God blesses. When you preach from your heart, letting God use you and sticking to what it says in his word, your preaching becomes powerful. Very powerful. But when you think you got it, especially when you think you're going to go up there and wing it, bro, that is not going to work out well for you. Amen. So we've seen that there's some things we got to avoid in our preaching. And there's some things we got to adopt in our preaching. So coming up in our last segment, y'all, we're going to conclude this discussion about separating the real from the fake by talking about the last aspect of our preaching. And it relates to some things that we better recognize. Think you better recognize. Shout out to Sam Sneed. It comes, it relates to some things we better recognize if we want our preaching to be effective. What is that, you ask? Well, stay tuned to find out because we're going to explain exactly what it is when we come back from the break, y'all. Are you looking for a different kind of podcast? Then tune in to The One Life Show with C.C. Eccles. We are a Christ-centered podcast that believes in challenging you to be the best version of you possible. Yeah, we're more than just a podcast. We are a total experience. So tune in to The One Life Podcast on your favorite platform, including Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Breaker, iHeartRadio, BMC Radio Canada, and BMC UK. You'll be so happy you did. Hey friends, check out the best faith-based radio station in the world, BMC Radio, where we're reaching the unreachable. BMC Radio promotes a wide variety of gospel, dance mix, and old school music to go along with a healthy mix of faith-based messages and talk shows geared towards strengthening your daily walk with Christ. We are committed to providing our growing global audience with well-rounded programming that promotes the gospel while also invoking fresh new approaches to what 21st century evangelism is truly about. Just go to www.bmcradio.org.uk to listen live every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you can have your own show and advertise your business on BMC Radio for absolutely free, free, free. And as I always like to say, who doesn't love something that costs free 99 Again, simply go to www.bmcradio.org.uk and click on the menu for more information, including access to our 24-hour-a-day, 7-day-a-week television channel known as BFTV and our 24-hour-a-day, 7-days-a-week music video channel known as BMC Radio Music Television. We invite you to join us every day at BMC Radio where we're reaching the unreachable. Hey, hey, welcome back to Deeper in the Word, y'all. Listen, please go download that Wisdom app that's available in Apple and Android stores right now. You know, that's the mobile app that gives you aspect, 
uh, access, excuse me, to expert help when you need it most. You need some expert advice in your finances, for your business, in your love life, whatever it is, please believe Wisdom App has an expert for you. So check out Benevolent Faith Chat platform on the Wisdom App. It's called Speak On It, the Believer's Q&A, where we welcome you to ask questions directly to us about things related to the Bible and faith in Christ. As we like to say, we'll drop the topic and you come and speak about it. Just search for at Rev Rob when you get on the Wisdom App and you can become a part of our growing world community in Christ where everybody is invited to speak on it. Amen? But today, y'all, Today's show is entitled, The Real from the Fake. And we're discussing how preachers of the word and the believers who listen to them need to come with the real. When it comes to delivering the word, if you listen to the word, you better read it for yourself. You're not relying on someone else to give you the word because they might be giving you a false word. And then you're making a false reliance. But that's your fault. And when you get to heaven, God's not going to say, oh, well, somebody preached the wrong gospel to you. So we understand. No, he's going to be like, you didn't read it for yourself. So you're still just as guilty. Amen. And in this last segment, we want to cover this last aspect of separating the real from the fake in our preaching. So let's examine how there are some things we have to acknowledge in our preaching. We've already talked about things we got to avoid in our preaching and things we got to adopt in our preaching. Now there's some stuff we got to acknowledge in our preaching. Since we're not supposed to preach in our own power or showcase our education or our skills as wordsmiths, then what are we supposed to preach? I know somebody's saying that. Well, Paul answers that question very clearly and concisely in our verses today. First, he says that we got to acknowledge the testimony of God. And the word testimony carries the idea of witness. Because isn't that what happens when somebody gives their testimony in court? They're a witness, right? Friends, the Bible is the testimony of God. The Bible is supposed to be our text for preaching, not current events, not the latest theological bestseller. You know, it's I've known preachers that have looked at a current event and preached around it. That's cool and everything. But you're supposed to stick to the word. Now, if you can incorporate the word into what's going on today, okay, just don't do it all the time. Stick to the word, okay? Because the current events you're, you're trying to incorporate the word with were not applicable 100 years ago. Don't incorporate your own thing. Stick to the word and the word only. As preachers, we are to preach the Bible in its fullness. Acts chapter 20, verse 27 Chapter 20, verse 27 tells us that we are to preach, quote, all the counsel of God. Remember, Paul told Timothy, preach the word. He said that in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. So don't just preach the doctrines that are favorite to you. Preach the word. Don't just preach the parts of the Bible that you approve of. Preach the word. Don't just preach the parts of the Bible that are pleasing to others. Preach the whole word. And don't just preach the parts that are without controversy. Preach the whole word. Preachers, if you're listening, we're supposed to take the Bible, the whole Bible, and we're supposed to make it the bedrock of all of our preaching. Every verse and every word. 
from Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to Revelation chapter 22, verse 21. All of it is fair game for preaching. Preach it all. And preach it all in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the only way your preaching is going to be effective and reach people and convert souls and hearts. Because when you preach the word of God, you're preaching the word from God himself. You're not interjecting your own opinion. Your own opinion won't save people. Stick to the word. Here's something else we got to acknowledge. And that's that we got to acknowledge the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, period. We got to acknowledge the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 2, Paul tells the Corinthians that his goal in Corinth was to avoid becoming entangled in their problems and their differences, their disputes. He's like, listen, I ain't here for all that drama y'all going through. I'm here to, quote, preach Christ and him crucified, period. His goal in Corinth was to preach the gospel. He's like, yeah, y'all going through, work that out. I ain't here for that. That's going to waste my time. I'm here to preach the word. We got the same mandate, y'all. We're not supposed to concern ourselves with the petty affairs of men. We're not supposed to get caught up in the mundane business of a fallen world. We're not supposed to care about that. We've been called to a heavenly task. We've been divinely and sovereignly chosen from among all the 7 billion people living on earth today to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Period. We're supposed to go tell them what it says in 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. Remember, we quoted that verse earlier and it's basically saying, don't interject outside theology. Stick to the scriptures. That is the gospel. That's what we're supposed to preach. We got to tell the world about Jesus. Romans 4, 2, 5 says, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. That's the gospel, y'all. That's what we're supposed to be preaching. That's the message we're supposed to put out there. We're supposed to tell people that he that has the Son has life, and he that does not have the Son of God does not have life, as it says in 1 John 5, 12. Preach the gospel. So that's not to say that we're not going to preach other texts the Old Testament, things like that, wisdom uh, books, the poetry, but we're, that's not saying we're going to preach that stuff because we're going to. And that's not to say that we won't deal with other issues because we will. But you know, there's an, a very, very famous old preacher. His name is Charles Spurgeon. And one time somebody criticized him and they were like, Dr. Spurgeon, all your sermons sound the same. And he said, that's because I take a text and I make a beeline for the cross. <laughs> he was saying, I don't care what the text is. I'm going to find Christ and the cross in it. And that's what I'm going to teach y'all. That should be our mission as well, y'all. So if all your sermons sound the same, the only thing that matters is that people hear it and understand it and that hearts are converted. That's all that matters. Because in the end, when you die, and they bury your body beneath the cold, cold ground. You know, all the opinions that you had and that you put on social media and that you thought were so important for you to put out there because you got all these responses in return. Ooh, look at me, my opinion matters. 
I'm a social media influencer. All that stuff's going to die with you and be right underneath in that cold, cold ground with you. All your prejudices, all your opinions, all your personal thoughts, all that stuff will not outlive you by one second. When you die, that stuff going with you. So since all that stuff is so fleeting and don't last anyway, then it's not worthy of taking up any of our time preaching now. Don't preach your prejudices and your opinion. Nobody wants to hear that. People need to hear the word. The focus of our preaching should be nothing but the whole counsel of the word of God and the gospel of our Savior. Preach the word, preachers. Stop acting like you know so much. Oh, I'm so intelligent. Oh, my vocabulary is so um, grandiose. Who cares? If you ain't preaching the word and people aren't being saved and hearts aren't being converted, then you might as well be a big old storm cloud that has thunder and lightning but never produces rain. All you are are for show. So preacher, preach the word. And believers, people who listen to preachers, know your word so that if a false word is preached, you can discern it and rebuke it. You can be like, I don't care if he is famous and got a million followers and got three churches all over the world. 300 churches all over the world he didn't plan I don't care how many churches he didn't plan or who he is. If he says something that's not biblical, I'm not going to agree with it and I'm going to say something about it because I know my word. That should be us, y'all. Because learning the Bible for yourself, man, that's the only way that you ever going to know how to separate the real from the fake. Amen. Listen, thanks so much for joining us, y'all. Don't forget, you can subscribe and listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, Overcast, on Apple Podcasts and the iTunes Store, on iHeartRadio, on Amazon Music, and on BMC Radio and BMC Radio On Demand. Also, don't forget, you can find us on the web at benevolentfaithministries.org. Log on now and learn more about our giving partnerships and how you can be the church without the need for any building. And very soon, we're going to have BFTV embedded on our website at benevolentfaithministries.org. So instead of going to all these other websites to watch BFTV, you'll just, all you got to do is go to our website, benevolentfaithministries.org. That is coming soon, uh, coming soon. Stay tuned. And don't forget to log on this and every Tuesday night, 7 Eastern, 6 Central, 4 Pacific for our online church services. They're at benevolentfaithministries.online.church. We'd love to see you there. Create a screen nickname and chat along with us. Amen. And listen, we'll catch y'all next time. Holla.